0: Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we usually take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, bff.fm, or subscribe to the podcast at for the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. A week ago, we got back from the annual South by Southwest Music Conference in Austin, Texas, which had been canceled for the past two years, so we were super excited to get back. And we're going to use this episode to tell you about some of our new discoveries. We're starting out with a band from Dublin called Pillow Queens, and this song is called How Do I Look. I've stopped my thoughts, it's the only way of keeping sensations creeping up on
1: Yeah, seeing this band after missing a couple of years of going to Austin and there was so much about it that's why we go because, I mean, A, it's a band that's from not this country, so we like to see bands that maybe don't tour the U.S. that often, and seeing them in some parking lot with a not particularly large audience...
0: Yeah, I think it's worth explaining for people who aren't familiar with South by Southwest because I'll have people we go to South by every year for music and I'll have people ask me like, oh, do you go to Coachella or some of these like giant parking lot festivals that I would I, that I'm too old for that. But the reason we like South by is it's, you know, something like 1500 artists from all over the world that are curated by the organizers and they're performing in on these very small stages all at the same time. You know, I mean, each set is like 30 to 40 minutes, but they're all going at the same time. So you have to kind of figure out who you're going to see and uh, figure build out your schedule but it's all used, usually audiences of less than 100 people. And so you really get to get up close and personal with these bands who are up and coming that you may not have heard of before. And we get to be introduced to a lot of really great new music.
1: Yeah, and then adding to the chaos is that a number of sort of peripheral events being put on by different organizations. I think Pace Magazine was having their what, 20th anniversary party. So they had four or five days of bands. We caught a couple of days and this was one of those days. So mm-hmm. this parking lot, they threw up a stage in the hot sun where this band, I think, in their wonderful stage banter, worried that they would uh, be sunburned because their skin was translucent. But, you know, under suboptimal conditions for a band to perform, were utterly charming, sounded fantastic. And their live act gets across the same real openness here where there's so much of this, you know, their music about self-acceptance and find finding strength within yourself. And it's really inspiring and they sound so good. They're just really tight.
0: Yeah, and they, they've put out one album, which this song was off of, and then they have a second record coming out April 1st, which may or may not have happened by the time you listen to this. So we're looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely right up front of, you know, we always come out of the festival with like, oh, what are these albums we're looking forward to? And these, You know the music here where in some ways it feels so like drawing from like sort of southern rock there's this real kind of down home twang to it and yet it's very much about their experience as queer women in a super super catholic ireland and it can be both of those things and it mostly i just kind of oh this is you know this is this kind of southern rock, and then there'll be these weird words they pronounce with an Irish accent, or they use the word dodgy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, these are Dubliners.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I would say it's more like 90s rock influence. That's what it made me think of, with kind of a little bit of a punk edge, too. Um, But with these beautiful um, vocal harmonies and stuff, like I think all of them sing. I think, yeah, there's,
1: I think, two most two sort of lead vocalists who kind of trade off the rhythm guitar and bass, which is always fun to watch. But then the other two are also singing backing vocals. So it's this beautiful wall of sound.
0: So the next song we'll play is from a Minneapolis band called Bad Bad Hats, which they, when they introduced themselves, they commented that they had not previously had hats for sale as merch, and that was a mistake. So this time they had brought hats. So they're called Bad Bad Hats, and this song is Nothing Gets Me High. Is just so charming. There are three of them again from Minneapolis, and they have a very Minnesota vibe. I think what really carries their music for me is the way that the singer, like her voice and the way she pronounces words and kind of her pacing, it just has a lot of character. And these the songs are just super catchy, and they've actually been around for a long time. They, I read on their Wikipedia page that they met in college where they were listening to each other's songs on MySpace. So that is a long time ago, presumably. And they put out their first EP in 2013.
1: Yeah, this band, um, you know, they're to me so much of the live performance, and I think there's some of that in this. Recording but it's about you know her stage presence whenever she was talking. She seemed so kind of Kind of a little bit awkward and had this nerdy humor the hats joke like that was dumb uh, and uh, The fact that this song she's like well, I wanted to write a drug song. I've never done drugs Can't you tell from how chill I am person <laughs> and it's yeah there's, there's, She's so kind of awkward and then that's transmuted into this really pretty singing and there's confidence but you still There's always that sense of vulnerability there that is really touching. Uh, Also, you know, I think these songs worked really well in a live performance where I think there was, I don't remember there being a whole lot of synth going on, whereas then you listen to the album, very, very synth heavy. Both versions work fantastically. And yeah, that they are able to meet the moment. And, you know, part of this festival is you often are finding bands playing in places with maybe the sound isn't great, or it's just the kind of, smelly concrete backyard of some comedy club and they're able to you know rise to the occasion or just work with what they've got and deliver a fantastic performance and that really strikes me that sense of like yeah we're here to entertain you and just make the best music we can and we love performing and that came through in a big way with these guys
0: and that's also true of the next artist we'll play whose name is Annie DeRusso and this song is called coming soon You did all sleep picturing you wearing it on the street, that's so disgusting. of your picks and she played in this club that doesn't it's not a great atmosphere and it was kind of a small room with a small audience but she played to a huge stadium she just has so much stage presence and her band was in these kind they were all in these kind of cute matching outfits and she just had a ton of rock star swagger and she was just there to like give us 110 percent
1: yeah this is you know I just I heard this song and immediately Kind of fell in love with this performer because it is so, it's just like perfectly constructed rock song. I, I feel like, I, I look at him like there's nothing I would change. And her voice has such a great energy to it. There's the perfect balance of verse and chorus. That chorus is so triumphant. It's so perfectly expressing this sort of quarter life crisis, and it's also, has its own triumph in the story because she wrote the song while she thought she was going to drop out of school and released the song last year as a i think her eighth self-released single and also graduated from college so yay and also she managed to put out eight singles self-release them while also finishing college uh and so now and go on tour and go on tour yeah she was touring with Uh, Samia and also Sarah Kays now is doing a spring headlining tour which makes it to San Francisco uh, on June 6th. And actually, I feel like Brick and Mortar is sort of a very similar sized club to Mm -hmm. where we saw her. So hopefully it'll be once again a good fit for her. And that, you know, now she's graduated and, you know, hopefully with South by Southwest under her belt. And honestly, that was not a huge crowd, but it was an enthusiastic crowd. And who could blame them? I think she's. I think maybe still working on the the fluidity of the stage moves, but the energy and sincerity of them off the charts.
0: Yeah, she's only like twenty two or twenty three, and she she just has so much potential. Like, I just love the way that she writes these perfect pop songs and has so much genuine emotion in her lyrics. And she kind of talks on stage about some of the backstories between these about around these songs, and she's just she just comes across as very. Uh, just very genuine and really is able to make an emotional connection with the audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a cliche to see someone just say like, oh, this person could be huge, but I feel like the talent yeah. and energy and clearly the work ethic are, uh, yeah, just she she deserves every success, and I'm excited to see what she does next.
0: So the next band that we'll go to is kind of a polar opposite. They're a Welsh band that played with a Welsh flag behind them on the stage, which is pretty great. Some of their song lyrics are in Welsh and they're just very their live show was very chaotic and exciting. They're called Bandicoot and the song we'll play is Life and Death and Other Things.
1: I was surprised this year by how many of the bands I felt like really spoke to me and were memorable were so uh, kind of open and sincere and this is the first band of not that many bands that really jumped out that were quirky and arch and clever in a way that uh, was maybe a little would be off-putting maybe if they weren't such fantastic performers.
0: They were very weird, but in a good way, and I actually think that they they were open in the way of just being like, "This is our weird music," and it really came together in a way that I wouldn't have expected.
1: Yeah, the the I mean, the front man, tons of charisma, tons of talent, doing guitar and keyboard and saxophone and singing, really that fantastic crooner voice.
0: Yeah, crooner voice, but it's also kind of high. It's almost got a David Bowie feel.
1: Yeah. And and then the rest of the band very tight, a very entertainingly aggro bassist shaved head just up in the front, up in the audience's face in a way that didn't really jibe with the sound of the band, but added to the entire excitement of the experience.
0: And just having this really kind of groovy, these groovy bass lines and then the lead guitarist just sort of having these very... Off the wall guitar solos, like all the members of the band just kind of are on their own wavelength, but they come together so well.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, I think the front man who has the delightful name, Reese Underdown, very, very Welsh, uh, and I guess he and the drummer were childhood friends, oh. and so they've been making music together for a really long time, and then found two, you know, great, talented collaborators to put this band together, and so, yeah, they've... uh been you know making music for a while now i think they were in the relatively small town of swansea and moved to cardiff a couple years ago which is the big city in wales and so you know getting a lot of attention and yeah this you know a ton of these songs were very charming but to me this you know some of them are more down the middle uh pop and this band you know this song for me really summed up all of the different elements i mean fantastic guitar work that fantastic sax and that the pivoting between the kind of quirky guitar sounds to that just build up and build up and build up of energy from the sax. Obviously when they're live, he can't be singing and playing the sax at the same time and yet even seeing them live, I didn't feel like the sound was missing anything.
0: And they just released their debut LP called Black After Dark. And there's a lot of songs on there that have kind of a rockabilly feel. And there's, I feel like this is one song that kind of t- typifies one part of their sound. But then there are the whole record is kind of all over the map.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic range. And yeah, I did not get bored watching these guys. Yeah,
0: super interesting. So the next song we'll play is by a band that was Kind of a surprise reveal to us When we saw them at Esther's Follies They're from Florida and they're called Flip Turn And this song is called August
1: August
0: So we went to see this band and we were it was the first show of the night because, you know, there's usually day day parties where bands are playing and then there's like a dinner break and then they start the showcases at like seven thirty or eight. And so we it was the first showcase that we were seeing that evening. So we got there a little bit early. And they're setting up, and there's these absolutely rabid teenage girls in the audience. And they're, like, sitting down, like, right in the front. Like, and this is, you know, there's maybe 20 people there. It's not, like, it's packed, just like any showcase at South By. But you could tell they were, like, super fans. And when they came on stage, these girls were, like, going crazy. And we were kind of joking about, like, what is our expectation based on these rabid teenage girls? And, I mean, I say teenage. They might have been, like, 20, but we're old, so everyone looks 12 years old to me and um the singer comes on and he's just this very like dreamy like he looks like he walked off the set of the oc he's got (laughs) this like kind of shaggy long hair and this really pretty boy face and he's kind of tall and skinny and they were great i mean the the their performance was fantastic, but it was just really funny to see that they were very excited about this handsome young guy who's the lead singer.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been ridiculous, except that I think the as performers, the band is really tight. I think at least the core three members of the band have been at it for seven years. I guess they were in high school in the suburbs of Jacksonville, started a garage band, and you know some garage bands just keep going. And you know, I'll say that... The songwriting is a little indulgent. There's, there's. I mean, I look at the song, there's like a, a lot of just noodling, but... Which is fine but if they, that's they, the vibe you're yeah, going Yeah, but they for. deliver it so well. Yeah, I mean, I think all of the performers are really solid. His voice is so sweet. I think he pushes it as far as it'll go but it has a lot of it has a little bit of personality along with the overall just Mm -hmm. sweetness of it and the songs have such an earnestness to them
0: i said it was a jimmy page kind of voice and you said did you mean robert
1: (laughs) plant I did. I wasn't going to bring that up on the on the show, but thank you for bringing it up so I could remember but, that. But
0: I feel like he's got that kind of like high, powerful.
1: Yeah, like, I kind think of it's it's not voice. quite in the same league, but it has some of that same quality of like these these songs are so not as ambitious. It's just kind of like oh, this kind of cutesy song, you know, cutesy like I don't know, love song. I was July, you were August, and then that voice is so transcends that material it's really great and uh, you know you talked about the audience not being that that big but when we got there they were already a fair yeah. number and i think by the time we looked back we're like okay this might actually be a pretty full house and that is not the smallest room there by a stretch
0: yeah no what i meant was like even it, like when we got there early and there were not very many people in the room these girls were like we're gonna sit down right in front of the stage so we can make sure that we are claiming our space right in the front of the stage it was just like it's not the, the typical audience that you see at south by south Southwest. So Not it was, at all. It was no, it was,
1: I noted it was an all ages venue. So yeah, yeah, probably, some of them were probably probably were teenagers. Now. Yeah. Fan, just fantastic but, performers.
0: And all like every member of the band, their their playing was really tight. Like they were all great musicians, and they seemed to mesh really well together and yeah. have a good communication. Yeah. With I think each other. we
1: were closest to the bassist, and she seemed to be so like just bouncing around and smiling. And I think I, I didn't get as good awareness we as close to the other musicians, but I think they were all had that same kind of positive. Like we're so glad to be. In a band and seemed genuinely still like, we have these super fans, let's not let them down. There was just a real, yeah, that sense of excitement there. And yeah, they are uh and I think also of a pair, you know, I talked about how Annie russo had released an album worth, just self-released albums. And this band has been pretty prolific. And again, all self-released, a number of EPs, a bunch of singles, probably a couple albums worth at this point. And they, I guess they have said we have an album coming this year, so we'll see if they're going to self-release that or try and shop it around. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, they uh, pull up the stops a little more on the songwriting while keeping the amazing performance. Uh, And so after, I think, a number of fairly crowd-pleasing, you know, very uh, accessible bands, I'm glad that we did fit some what I can only call art pop. For the Or yeah. art, art punk for this next New, band New York art punk yeah, is definitely it, a category Yeah, and so it was this band We also saw at that same uh, parking lot With the Pillow Queens And they're called Gustav And they played a bunch of songs One of the ones that was especially charming It's called Dog
0: I forgot that I had ever loved you was so much fun to watch because you can just see you can feel the singer's emotion in this song and she was really acting it out on stage like she was super expressive and the the main backup singer who kind of speaks through a vocoder a lot of the time and has these weird distorted backup vocals and then she just had kind of a box of all these different squeaky toys and a whistle and all these sound effects that she's throwing in there that's in the song and in this song in particular it becomes kind of increasingly unhinged and the end is like you should have loved me like that dog and it's really great and you really felt that in the stage performance
1: yeah i think this. I I enjoy a a band like this where they're just like, "Eh, we're just going to have this song that's a little bit structureless and it's, it just has this kind of rambling, you know, I, I think of the shaggy dog story. This is almost like a shaggy dog song where it's just kind of, I'm just talking about the situation and then I'm going to just describe the dog's feet and then I'm going to (laughs) just yell about the dog a little bit. (laughs) Hey dog. Um, But yeah, I think it, it's, I think some of their other tracks are a little more kind of, height and more kind of traditionally pop song structured, but there's so much charm here and yeah, the getting that sense of anything can happen and you know, even as it's kind of crazy and anarchic, there's just this real solid grooving bass line that pulls you in and keeps it locked in, in all the madness and so I I love that, that like you look at them like, oh, they're just crazy people, I'm like, no they're solid musicians (laughs) and yeah, the crazy woman singing into the voice modulator, plays a mean kazoo and that <laughs> and I, I love the little like whistles and it just it gives it such a fun like, percussive energy and, and, and
0: a lot of the the songs on that this record the record that this song is from are all a little bit quirky and kind of offbeat but they have a great energy and it's it's tight pipe pop songwriting ultimately
1: yeah it was I would say one of the heartbreaking things was after seeing, you know, one of these fairly short performances You know always like the bands that really stand out We're like oh when are they going to come to San Francisco And we can see them play and in some cases We're like oh Annie DeRusso she's coming in June Mm -hmm. And then we looked at this band and like Oh they were playing like two or three days After we got back and we're just like oh We are not up to (laughs) seeing them again And
0: Pillow Queens just Played Uh, a couple days ago Yeah so that unfortunately like especially Bands from overseas they'll come here And play South by Southwest and then start Their U.S. tour and so we're just Not ready to see live music again right after we get back Yeah
1: Rachel. it's a, about a, a, At least a couple of weeks Of kind of music hangover where it's like I don't I almost don't even want to listen to music at all <laughs> it's like my entire consumption and that's I again to have the festival this year come back and it was just so exciting to be able to it's like swimming in music mm-hmm. and it's rediscovering that joy of not needing to think about oh am I going to work tomorrow or anything it's just like I'm gonna go see a band and I'm gonna know to see another band and some of them are not gonna be very good and, and if they're not them- that
0: interesting we'll just leave and go to like whatever the b choice was on our list and we're just constantly running around and experiencing yeah, a lot of Yeah, and I think the there was
1: only one band that we didn't get in to see because it was too full and beyond that, you we were just able to roll up and see all the stuff. So it's for all of the weirdness of going to a music festival in COVID, I'm so glad we we're able to get back and get this new, new group of bands to share with the world? So
0: the last band that we'll play is I think the perfect example of that element of discovery. And they're called Los Bichos and they're from London and they play this kind of instrumental cumbia sort of Latin flavored fusion that I would never go see on my own, but I heard they were really fun and it was a really great live set. And they were so much, they were so fun and so entertaining in ways that I didn't expect.
1: Yeah, I felt like they created this world of like kind of fusion of like pop elements and there was some reggae in there and they had the kind of loose shaggy energy of a jam band, but not annoying. And I felt like this was their audition reel to be like, we want to play every festival ever.
0: Yeah, so we'll go on, go out on their song, which is called...
1: This link is about to die.
0: <laughs> and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.